I hope you guys are having an amazing Friday. Thank you all for joining me as you always do. You guys are just great and I just appreciate every single one of you that listens and I want every single one of you that listens to know that I appreciate you. I appreciate when you share. I appreciate you when you comment. I appreciate you when you get feedback. So I appreciate you all. I appreciate y'all reaching out to me and keeping me going with such support. I do appreciate that. Today, I want to give you something that will help you in your decision making it will help you in your thinking it will help you in seeing your life correctly and it will help you to learn from everything you actually went through i know a lot of people talk about what god has brought them through but oftentimes we come out of things with nothing we don't come out of the thing with a lesson we're just happy that the thing is over we didn't really learn anything going through it we were just hurt the whole time and weren't able to pay attention to one of the most important things you could ever gather in your entire life there's one thing that happens throughout your life that you gather one thing that accumulates over your lifetime through every decision you ever made through every opportunity you've ever missed through every person you decided to talk to or be with this thing has always been present and we have not maximized using this thing because for some reason many of us are afraid to find out these things and are afraid to look into this thing deeply because we feel like it's a limiting factor or we feel like it's something that's gonna bring us to a point of depression or fear or whatever it may be so today i want to highlight that thing very so much to us that we're able to see the one thing that should be encouraging us way more than it's discouraging us i want to thank each and every one of you who consistently listen to Real Talk with Zach Mason, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of the other Google Podcasts, whatever platform you're listening to me on, I am so thankful for your listen. I'm so thankful that you take time out of your day, out of your schedule to listen to what I have to say. And I hope that it continues to benefit you for as long as we keep this thing going. Okay. Now, I just want to let you know about the power that you have. You have the power as the listener to share to like or to share or to comment or any of those things that you can do whether it be you know giving me some ratings on apple music or i mean apple music apple spotify or give me some feedback on some comments on the shows or how i'm doing or what i'm doing or following me on social media at zach mr too cool you know z-a-c-h-m-r the number two and then c-o-o-l all right zach mr too cool whatever you're doing and that's on all social media and then steven zachary mason if you want to follow me on facebook anyway you want to follow me and just comment tell me what's going on tell me what you like keep send me an email at zach z-a-c-h real r-e-a-l show at gmail.com and let me know what's going on if you had any questions if you just want to say hey if you want to see how you can support just send me an email like there's so many ways you connect with me i want to connect with you all and i want to know who's really listening what's really going on in your lives because i want you to be the best you that you could ever be the only purpose for this show is to make people better is to help people and that's all i'm here for i want everyone that listens to this show to be better than me to be better than anyone i know i just want everyone in this show to just be that listens to this show to be empowered to do whatever it is that god puts on their heart to do so hit me up i'm available (laughs) the thing that we don't pay attention to the most in our lives and also at the same time something that we do almost without thinking many times so that's why we don't intentionally do this but when you intentionally pay attention to this thing that's when you can begin to make real decisions that really change your life 
and that thing that we need to pay attention to starting now that thing that we need to highlight more often that thing that we need to review more than anything else in our lives that thing is data the data of our lives some say data uh, i'm probably going to be interchanging between them just because sometimes i don't know what which one i'm going to say but it's the data it's the data of our lives we don't pay attention to it enough and i'll give you an example one reason a lot of people do not pay attention to the data of their lives is because it leads them to fear or they it, they have a fear behind seeing that data or seeing those reasons for instance why do so many people refuse to look at their weight on a scale because they're afraid of what they may see they're afraid of the truth that it might reveal they're afraid of the number they may see they're afraid of what it will say about them what it will inform them of they're afraid to find out that new information even though technically if you were to discover that data and you were to see how much you weigh and you were to see that you were either underweight or overweight you would know something that you can do in your life you would know what you need to do next with yourself to take you to that next level but we ignore that data because of how it would make us feel or the way it's going to make us think about ourselves or how depressing it's going to cause us to be and that's one of the main reasons why we ignore data it's similar to people who don't listen to themselves. There are a lot of people who do not like to listen to themselves speak. And because they don't listen to themselves speak, they don't have the opportunity to learn from themselves. Something that I've done, I know I do poetry a lot and I used to be afraid to listen to myself. Why? Because I was afraid and nervous and thinking that if I go back and listen to this, I'm going to hear all the times that I messed up. I'm going to hear all the times where I paused wrong or all the times where I said the wrong thing or all the things that I messed up. I'm going to see all of the things that I messed up. And because I'm going to see all the things that I messed up, I don't even want to look at that. I'm just going to leave it as it is and move on to the next one. But what am I doing? I'm denying myself the opportunity to learn from the situation to learn from my mistakes to learn from what I didn't do or learn from what I did do well and learn from how I sound what sounds good coming from me what's my best things to talk about what are the most common things that I do poetry on how can I revolutionize this how can I increase this and so I want to use these examples to highlight to you that in our lives in general we don't look enough at the facts and at the data that data reveals the facts data reveals trends and data reveals the truth it reveals what's really going on look at all these companies all these social media companies every business that you know every business that you know uses data that's how they get these things how does apple decide what they're going to create they look at the data what do our people need the most what are people most attracted to what are the trends right now what are the things people are asking for they look at the data why do you think so many companies do random surveys and uh, do track their trends on social media and track engagement factors because they need all of that data to make an informed decision right they need all that data to help them to come to a reasonable logical conclusion something that you can actually expect something that you can really see happening something that is definitely going to happen why do i say that i say that because we also need to use data to come to informed decisions we need to use data to come to the right place we need to use data to help us to understand and have the proper expectations for instance 
if I'm going to start a business and I've been lazy my whole life, the data of my past says that I'm not very good at doing things consistently. I'm not very good at doing things alone. And when I get by myself, all I do is watch TV and eat. If I try to start a business based off of my previous data, it's going to be a struggle for me. So I'm not going to expect to jump out the gate, have all these great ideas and get everything moving on the first day because my data says that I actually am not that productive by myself. So what can I do to increase my work rate? What can I do to stop this trend? What can I do to make this trend or make this past uh, data change? How far have I come since I've collected this last data sample to properly analyze where I'm at in my life, right? And that's what we need to do. I know for a fact right now that in your personal life, right? You can honestly say this, uh, most times than not if you do then great but how many of us actually go back and write down what happened in a situation and literally spend time with ourselves and spend time with god and say now what did i really do about this how was i really thinking what led me to make this decision what was i doing what habits did i have that contributed to this decision how did i get here right and what was the result of what i did what was the results of my decisions what was the result of how it went we don't do things like that because one is going to cause some pain to come back up in a lot of us. We, we believe that firmly. We believe that, you know, hey, just ignore the past, move on. Right. And I'm not telling you to sit here and dwell on the past. That's not what I'm telling you. But what I am telling you is that there was data in that situation that you could collect that would help you recognize some of the mistakes you've been making. Just like I just like I'd make all the time. I literally had to write down a situation that I went through before again and when i wrote it down i recognized that i had a completely different interpretation of what happened than what actually happened because when i wrote it down and i went back and i asked god okay what was really going on he revealed to me that hey because of how you were feeling because of what you were thinking because of the way that you were acting at this time you thought this was what was happening to you but what was really happening was this and i was able to see that my whole perception was wrong in a situation and that I was actually more wrong than the other person simply because I went back and I studied. And I said, OK, now if I ever get in a situation again or I ever come across this again or this thought or this idea or this situation ever challenges my feelings again or ever pops up in me again, I now have the peace and the clarity to be able to deal with that. And at the same time, help somebody else who may be experiencing that same thing and correct what I did wrong in my attitude and my thinking so that it doesn't happen in my next experience with people. and It doesn't happen in my next friendship. So we need to understand that data is a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing and it's helpful. It's a helpful thing for our lives. We should track our fitness, right? We should track our health. That's why Fitbits and things like that, all of those things, that's why they're made they're made to give you more data so that you can make an encouraged decision about your health because if you knew how much you weighed every day if you knew what your body um weight if your but uh, your bmi was your body mass index was if you understood and had a measurable thing that you can target every single day and you had a measurable factor that you can look at and manipulate and change and you know that because of the data you can follow this and you can trace it back to what you ate and your diet and things like that you would have more ammo and more starting points on what you need to do next a lot of times we think about stuff when you sit there thinking for hours when really we can just collect the data from our lives and see that this is one thing that we can do to fix this 
So I want to go a little bit deeper. What about the things that you aren't proud that you do? You know, the mistakes that you make, uh, the sins that you may be working on, you know, the problems that you proper areas of your life, you know, your finances. Do you track your finances? Do you have a budget? Do you have a tracking system in place for your problem areas in your life? For instance, if I have a lusting problem, right? Do I think about what gets me to that place? Have you written down in the situations where you know you were lusting after somebody or lusting after something? Did you write down how you got there? Did you write down the way you were thinking? Did you write down how it made you feel? Did you recognize what triggers you have? Do you recognize what triggers you? Because if you recognize the triggers, you can avoid the thing. Right? So, again, that was just one example, but if we use the data of our lives and of our situations, we can learn so much more about ourselves and just sitting here thinking and wondering and hoping that one day God just changes everything. Right. We love to say that God is still working on me. And OK, that's a cool thing to say. Right. But what if God says, I, I'm not working on that. I've already told you what to do on that. And you're just not doing it. And you know for a fact, based off your history, this is what you've been doing. But here's what you are. So I want to encourage you to look at the data. Okay. Look at the data. But with looking at the data, there is a whole nother portion of that that comes with looking at the data because you don't look at the data to be discouraged. You don't look at the data and get depressed. You only look at the data and see yourself as better. You can see yourself as improving because when you go back and you look at the data of where you were, you'll even be able to see that you've come so far, no matter how far it may be. You'll be able to see the steps that you've made already to get to where you are, and then you'll be able to see even more steps to take you to an entirely new level. Because we need to be people that learn from what we went through. We need to people. We need to be people that make informed decisions for our future. And we are people that need to be able to have the right expectations for our lives based off of what's going on already okay and i say that to say this there's a whole nother side of this that is considering and thinking about the wrong things right collecting data for the wrong reasons and coming to the wrong conclusion based off of the data that you collected right so you have to be careful with how you collect data with how you collect the data and how you use the data and how you interpret it so right after this short break i want to help you understand how you should interpret data especially from uh, your future and how we consider data in our thoughts process through one major factor and just one way that we should properly go about gathering information okay it's just something i never thought about that god highlighted to me at the direct revelation i have never heard anything like this or seen this before until this day and i think that this is the key to unlocking our potential it's the key to never being held back by thoughts ever again it's the key to never allowing our minds to get off of god ever again i think this is the key to literally rewriting and reprogramming how we think and keep us from allowing any old thought to just come into our head and bother us no matter who sends it this message today is really going to deliver help and strengthen all of us including me so i'm just ready to do it i'm ready to get into it so without further ado let's jump right on in and as always let's be real have you ever considered what you consider have you ever considered what you consider so allow me to set this scene for you right 
so we can connect all the dots. In context, we'll be reading what happens after the miracle where Jesus feeds around 5,000 with two fish and five loaves. A very familiar passage, but if you've never heard of it, okay, if you've never heard of it before, this is the Zach Mason summary. The disciples are coming back to Jesus after Jesus sent them out two by two, and they preach that men should repent and they cast out devils and heal many of the sick by anointing them with oil. So Jesus, um, they're telling Jesus all that they had done and taught. Jesus says, let's go and rest. Side note, if the disciples had to rest, the ones who were obedient and righteous and, and powerful and doing all these great things for God, so do you. Don't let your assignment or your work turn you into a target. I heard a man of God say that halt is when a man sins, when a man is hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. If your rest isn't proper, you will be tired and you create a space for the devil to tempt you and come for you. I know the world says, you know, grind and, you know, you can sleep later and you don't have to sleep and all that stuff. But it's important that you get your rest. Jesus said rest. You should get rest. But I digress. That's another podcast for another time. So, yeah, um, as they were all departing together to rest, the people saw them departing and decided to follow them. So then the Bible says in verse 34 that Jesus, when he came out, saw all the people and was moved with compassion towards them because they were as sheep, not having a shepherd. And so he began to teach them many things. So it started to get late. I mean, it's been a long day of traveling and teaching. The disciples are like, Jesus, send them away so that they can eat. Jesus says, nah, y'all get them something to eat. And the disciples are like, sir, uh, are you telling us to go spend our money to buy all these people bread to eat? So Jesus says for them to go and see how many loaves that they got. Right. The disciples say they have five loaves and two fish. Then Jesus gives them instructions to how to group the people. He blesses the food, breaks it and feeds and satisfies all of what the Bible says was around 5000 people. So that brings us to our passage, starting at verse 45, Mark 6, verse 45. And straightway, he constrained his disciples to get into the ship and to go to the other side before unto Bethesda while he sent the people away. And when he had sent them away, he departed into a mountain to pray. And when even was come, the ship was in the midst of the sea and he alone on the land. And he saw them toiling and rowing for the wind was contrary unto them. And about the fourth watch of the night, he cometh unto them, walking upon the sea, and would have passed by them. Verse 49. But when they saw him walking upon the sea, they supposed it had been a spirit and cried out. For they all saw him and were troubled. And immediately he talked with them and saith unto them, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. And he went up unto them into the ship. And the wind ceased and they were sore amazed in themselves beyond measure and wondered. And this is verse 52, which is going to contain our keyword for they considered not the miracle of the loaves for their heart was hardened. So we're going to focus on that word considered there in verse 52, because this says that they didn't consider the miracle of the loaves considered there in the original text means to put together right to join facts or ideas into a comprehensive interlocking whole it means to arrive at a summary or final understanding complete with life applications hardened there in that same scripture means insensible dull unreceptive completely lacking sensitivity or spiritual perception 
the Bible says that all this fear got to them because they didn't consider the miracle of the loaves and their hearts were hardened. So here we learn that what you consider can affect or even change the condition of your heart. If they would have considered what Jesus did for all those people, how compassionate Jesus was just to feed all those people by way of miracle, the way that Jesus had given them instructions and then provided what was needed. If they would have considered Jesus doesn't send the people who love him and that he loves and that follow him away to fend for themselves and all of the great things that that miracle of the two fish and five loaves could have shown them or taught them about Jesus. They would know that Jesus wouldn't tell them to go ahead of him without making sure they made it through. They would have known that Jesus would never leave them alone in a storm or when the winds are going against them. They would have known and been so filled with faith that they would have been able to perceive that who they saw coming to them on the water was Jesus and not a ghost. However, since they didn't consider these things, since they didn't properly join together all these facts and instead considered all the wind that was blowing towards them, that they were lonely, that they don't know where Jesus is and that they don't know what is out there walking on water to them. They became fearful and their hearts were hardened, which again means that they lacked the sensitivity necessary to perceive the spiritual matters, which in this case was who was walking on the water towards them. And so this is important because the question to ask ourselves is this. Have we ever considered what we consider? What's the first thing you consider whenever God speaks to you or tells you to do something? What's the first thing you consider when you look at yourself, when you look at your life, when you start trying to change a habit? Like what is the first, what are the things that you consider? Like I would encourage you to even press pause and like write down something or area of your life, write down where you are in a certain area or something you struggle with and say, what do I consider about this? And I guarantee you, you will see that what you have considered is the main reason why you are where you are. What you consider shows you how you got to that end result. You get to the end result because of what you consider, because considering is putting facts together, it's putting information together to get to a conclusion. Right. And so what we end up doing is we end up putting the wrong things together. We put together lies. We put together uh, doubts. We put together all the wrong ideas and we get to the wrong conclusion. Consideration is meant to give you direction. Like consideration is always going to give you direction. And I can prove this because in the Bible, if it's a very familiar story, if you don't know, um, it's the story of Job. Right. And if you go to Job one, verse six through eight, you see right here. And now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan came also among them. Verse seven. And the Lord said unto Satan, whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro in the earth and from walking up and down it. And then in verse eight, the Lord said unto Satan, hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and sheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, doth Job fear God for not? And if you keep reading, that's when he keeps just talking about Job. Like he started to consider Job because God told him to. Right here, God used the tool of consideration to give the devil direction. <laughs> it's crazy, right? You have to understand it says right here, Satan was just to and fro on the earth and walking up and down it like he didn't. He was just walking around like he, he didn't really have no target at the time. He didn't really have no focus. And what did God do? 
told him what to consider and because of what God told him to consider he came to a conclusion he came to where his next thing was going to be so God used consideration to give him direction for God's will to be done it's crazy how God is just so good like that I want you to know that too consideration is going to guide you somewhere what you consider is going to direct you when you see a situation in your life honestly what's what do you normally consider you normally consider how oh my goodness I don't know how this is going. I don't know how God's going to do this I don't know how this is going to happen what if I lose my house what if somebody gets hurt or what if I don't have this what if I don't have that you think about all these negative things you consider all the negative outcomes you consider every imagination you consider every possible thing that could happen when 95 percent of those things can never even actually happen it's crazy what we do with our minds and with our thoughts consideration is so important in our lives that we need to start looking at that we need to start identifying in ourselves and in our lives what we're considering at the drop of a dime and i want to talk about the difference between thinking and consideration because they're so closely tied together they're 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 almost synonymous but i want to really break this down as thinking because i know there are times where we are we say well i've been trying to think positive you know i'm trying to do better with my thinking you know i'm trying to remain positive but it's so hard it's like okay You are thinking about God and you are thinking about good things, but you're still considering all these negative outcomes. You still consider what if this, what if that. So at the end of the day, even if you are thinking the right way, your consideration being off can alter where those thoughts go or can alter the effectiveness of those thoughts. I want to think of it like math. Thinking is like the calculating. Thinking is the operation part consideration is the pieces on the inside or the variables the factors i'm thinking about let me give an example i'm thinking about my phone bill i can't pay my phone bill that's what i'm thinking about so i'm thinking about how my phone bill is going to be paid i start to consider well i'm not getting paid for another three weeks i just asked to borrow money from my brother last time i'm never gonna ask mom and dad for no money i could go hustle for this but then i probably end up sending or selling something that i shouldn't be selling you just go down all of these things and all of these things that you're mentioning are what you're considering right so these things that you're considering is affecting your original thought your original thought is how i'm going to get this phone bill paid but now you see that you're considering all these different parts so i want to think of consideration as the parts what goes into your thinking and so it's important that we don't just try to think better and try to think positive but that we try and that we really make it our effort our concerned effort to consider the right things because if you don't consider the right things you're always going to end up going in the wrong direction so it's important for us to consider god in all things consider what god has done before consider god's word consider what god says about you consider who god is to and through you you have to make sure that your consideration stays focused on god look at every situation that you've ever been through look at everything you're going through now look at everything that you're dealing with now are you considering god are you considering who he is are you considering what he's done before are you considering who he is to you if you're not considering these things if you aren't considering that god is going to provide for you if you aren't considering that there's no reason to fear but you're considering that i'm uncomfortable you're considering that i don't have much time you're considering oh what does someone else think or what will somebody else think of me or what will somebody else say you're going to keep feeling that pressure you're going to keep feeling that fear you're going to embrace that worry because you're considering the wrong things so if you feel that pressure or that fear and that stress and that anxiety in your life when you think about the situation that you're going through you need to take a deep breath and ask yourself right in that moment what am i considering right now 
change what you consider. If you change what you consider, you will change the direction you're going in. You can change the direction you're going in. You can shift your thoughts. You can empower your thoughts with what you consider. So consider the right things every moment. It's going to be a moment by moment thing until we get it. So let's just go moment by moment and think in those tough moments. What am I considering right now? Consideration goes so deep. Consideration is in everything that we do. I mean, even when you pray, think about it. What do you consider when you pray? How much time I've been here? How long it's taking? What's going on in the outside world? What text I'm missing out on? What call I could be making? How I promised my boo that we would go do this or go do that? What do you consider before you or while you're praying? And think about the effect that it's having on your prayer time. What if you went into prayer only considering that I'm about to have a great time with Jesus? What if you only considered I'm going to give him everything I got? What if you only considered I'm not going to put a time limit on it because I know Jesus, I just want you to work in me. I just want to be intimate with you. Like, don't you think that your prayer life would change? Don't you think that what could come to you wouldn't stop you? Don't you think that you would be able to be more intimate with Christ? What you consider is that powerful and it's that important. I want you to think about the fact that everything that you consider will determine the condition of your heart, which will dictate not only your thoughts, but also what you're sensitive to. We read, for they consider not the miracle of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. So you don't want your heart to be hardened because you're considering all the wrong things. Then you won't be able to perceive what God's will is. You won't be able to know anything spiritual about a natural situation until you start considering the right things. You have to be able to consider God and consider his word above all else. That is how you conquer these things. It's by changing what you consider. You have to because what you consider affects every area of your life. So always consider what God has done in your life and remember that he gave you the instruction or the impulse or however he leads you, that he will personally provide whatever is needed exactly when that need arises and that he always shows up when you're doing his will and are a true follower of his. You have to consider him. Consider him like that. If you consider God in everything that you do and everything that you say and everything that you think, if you consider God to that extent, that will keep your heart warm and sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If all you have is an instruction from God, that's all you need. We saw it with him feeding the 5,000. We saw it just now with him telling the disciples to go. And then they got into the storm and how Jesus walked on the water to them, was walking on the water and they were afraid and he still comforted them. He got into the boat with them and everything. Jesus is not going to give you an instruction or tell you something to do without being there for you. He's not going to let you be alone in a storm. He's not going to allow you to go lacking. He's not going to allow you to be to just be without him. If you keep your mind focused on him, if you keep considering him, if you don't let a moment in life go by without considering God, if you make that your heart's desire, if you make that the focus of your mind every single day, think about where you would be if with every decision you thought about God, what do you want me to do? God, is this something that you approve of? God, is this something that you would be happy or pleased with me about? Is this something that you want me to do, God? If you considered him in every decision, if you considered him in every area of your life at every moment, how could we fall? How could we mess up? How could our minds be all over the place? How could we be stressed? How could we be worried? We'd have a wonderful relationship with God and that would keep us talking to him. That would help you grow your relationship because you would be required to talk to him. When you consider somebody like that, you want to talk to them more. The more you consider somebody, the more you want to talk to them, right? Because it affects your heart. Consideration is a heart thing. It's a heart thing. It's a heart thing. It's a decision-making thing. So stop considering all of the wrong things because that is what's gotten you here in the first place. It's time to change your mind. 
how do you change your mind? Here's a good way to change your mind. Here's the first step. I'm probably going to do another one on this later. How to change your minds? Change what you consider. Change what you consider when you think about things. Work on that. Fix that. I'm not going to do another one this week. I want this one to be the one that we focus on because I'm going to have to spend time with this, y'all. We got to change what we consider because that is affecting our entire life. That's affecting our thought process. Everyone does this. There's no one who's exempt from this. Everyone considers something when they make a decision. Everyone has considerations. Everybody is going the direction they're going in because of what they considered. You're not doing something because you've considered all the wrong things or you're doing something because you've considered the right things. So stop considering all this stuff like I'm inadequate. I don't have value to add to anybody. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough money. There's nothing that I'm here to do. Maybe I should take myself out. I hear that. I hear that. Please don't think. Don't consider that. Don't consider, is there an easier way to do this? Oh, this is so hard. This Christian walk is so hard. This is so difficult. Oh, the people are saying that I should leave. Oh, people are saying that I should do this. Don't consider all of those things. Consider God. Commit your mind and commit your life to considering God and to considering Jesus and to considering your relationship with him in every decision that you make. And you will see a different level of freedom, different level of energy come to you through you and all around you so i hope this helped you in some way hope this blessed you share this would rate this podcast as well be blessed y'all just be blessed y'all super excited about what's to come and i just pray even now that as you change what you consider you'll literally experience the true presence of god you'll go closer to god than you've ever been and you'll see yourself being able to think about god being able to pray longer being able to enjoy your time in prayer being able to enjoy your time on this earth because now instead of considering the struggles of this world and the trials of this life you're considering the god that's keeping you you're considering the lord jesus christ who's saving you every single day who's helping you every single day who's healing you every single day who is keeping you from the devil you're thinking about the one who loves you more than anybody else in this world you're thinking about the one who only does who only performs and only acts out his love towards you the one who works miracles when you consider him and that's it yo (laughs) i gotta stop i gotta stop but you get it let's just go out let's change what we consider and let's consider god so that our hearts can remain warm with confidence and faith in everything that God wants us to do for him in this time on this earth for his kingdom and for his glory. So I totally forgot to mention that that last segment there was from my podcast, actually, but it still perfectly goes with what we've been saying today. I had to share that part because it does matter what you consider and the data, the data that you consider and how you use it in the way that you think and how you let it affect you and how you don't let the negative things and the things that you see when you analyze this data that you don't let it get negative that you continue to let it be positive continue to let it be building towards god and that you always consider the right things when you go back and look at things so when you're looking at your past and you're looking at yourself and you're looking at your situations and you're looking at the decisions that you made always come from the perspective of i'm better i'm thinking better i'm going to do better never come from the perspective of i'm going to think negative i'm going to pound myself i'm going to beat myself up over what has already happened and what's already done never approach anything in your life like that always approach your life with the attitude that i am getting better i am getting stronger i am coming out of this i'm getting out of this i'm learning from this so that i can be better in the future that is the attitude you need to have that is the perception that you need to have that is the active belief that you need to have in your mind when you're thinking of these things and you're going through these things okay So I'm actually going to share one more thing from my podcast that goes perfectly with what we're saying today, actually, and it will help you even further empower what you're saying. So I'm about to share that next. All right. Be right back. If you're a creator like me 
you know how important it is to have copyright free music for backgrounds, intros, and just about anything you post online or on the market. I love Epidemic Sound from their super wide collection of great music with so many different genres to a very affordable once a month price. Check out epidemicsound.com today for all your music and all of your sound effect needs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Zach Mason. I'm Zach Mason, and let's be real. Your thoughts are driving you crazy. You're having difficulty dealing with the thoughts that come. Thoughts about what you're going to be in the future. Thoughts that come to remind you of your past. Thoughts that try to tell you that you can't do this or you can't do that. Try to get you to think that you're less than. All of these thoughts that continuously are coming towards you and you're having difficulty fielding them. You're having difficulty dealing with them. People have told you and you've heard before multiple times that you need to stay positive. So you're trying to stay positive. You're trying to think the right things, but it's still so difficult and so stressful on your mind. It's still so heavy every single time these things come. Well, today I want to help you and I want to supply some Bible based relief for your mind and for your thoughts today and something that will not only help you in your mind, but will even help you in your relationship with God. So we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 today. 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 reads, King James Version, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. High things are barriers or attitudes, okay? And the knowledge of God here is not a head knowledge okay so this is very important because if we scripture fast we'll say every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of god okay yeah i know god so what i know out of my head no knowledge here actually means experientially no right it's a working knowledge gleaned from firsthand personal experience this is application knowledge gained in or by a direct relationship You should know that this applied knowledge here Is only as accurate and reliable As the relationship it derives from You need to know that one of the reasons why It's so difficult to deal with thoughts And to dismiss certain thoughts Is because you aren't close enough to God And because you didn't have this scripture This scripture right here This scripture right here says Based off what we just found out about having knowledge That I can literally cast down any imagination or any high thing that comes against what I've come to know about God through my personal experience with him, through my direct relationship with him. Anything that comes against my direct relationship with God, anything that would try to put itself over or put itself above my relationship with God, anything that would try to belittle my relationship with God, anything that would try to appear more true than my relationship with God. I have the right and the authority and honestly the command to cast it down. So what high things, what barriers, what things are holding you back? What attitudes are around you? What attitude do you have that may be setting itself up against the knowledge of God? What is it? Is it fear? Fear can be a high thing that is off itself against the knowledge of God. Because you can be fearful of something that God is telling you to do or fearful to do something in your life that your purpose demands of you and you submit to it. Be fearful and you don't do anything 
And instead of saying, wait, now, God, you said that I don't have the spirit of fear. And I've learned that with you, all things are possible. I've learned that with you, I can defeat anything. I learned with you, through you, I am more than a conqueror. I've learned that I have power and authority over any or and everything that the devil could possibly throw my way. God, I'm not going to let this hold me back. But if you don't know God like that, if you don't know God personally enough, if you haven't had those conversations with God, if you haven't had those moments with God, if you've been skipping your prayer time and you've been skipping your reading time and you've been neglecting going to church and learning more about him and getting closer to him, then you can't use him as a defense. It's hard to come against these things that we're dealing with on our own. It's impossible. It's literally impossible for you to combat what you're trying to combat on your own. You need God. You need to know him. And that is why I want to encourage you today to spend more time with God. Make the time for God because it will help your mind. It will help your thinking. And the more you know about God, the more your needs will be met. Because the Bible even says that everything that we need pertaining to life and godliness is in the knowledge of him. It's in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. It's, it's in what you know about him everything that you need is in the knowledge of him what you know about him through your direct relationship your relationship with god is so valuable it's way more valuable than just some like a ticket in heaven it's way more valuable than just something to say so that people can get off your back it's some it's, it's way more valuable than something that just i want to have because you know i should or my mama told me there's deep 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 purpose in your relationship with God So much deeper than just you being here it's, You have a purpose for being on this earth You have a purpose for the way you think The way that you speak Your personality Everything about you Has been purposed and created by God To help somebody else And to change And to take authority back over What the devil has taken You must know that everything inside of you Is to destroy the works of the devil You have things inside of you that this world needs that people need that i need i need what you have on the inside of you so it's important that you spend that time with god so that you can know him and be able to come against all these high things all these barriers and attitudes that are trying to limit you they're trying to put you down they're trying to keep you stuck and you also need to know the second part and bring it into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ captivity in that text literally means bring it under control right and the scripture said that you're supposed to bring into captivity every thought not some thoughts but every thought to the obedience of christ that obedience there is submission to what is heard it's the obedience as the response to someone speaking what you're supposed to do is you have to take every single thought and bring it under control in submission to what jesus is saying to you to what god is saying to you every thought has to come into submission to what Jesus says, to what God has said, to what the word of God says. Every single thought of yours and every single purpose, every single intent inside of you, every single motive, every single thing that is on the inside of you that's going on around you, that's coming to you, has to be brought into the captivity, to the obedience of Christ. It's not an easy thing, but it is completely doable. And when you are empowered to do it, because now that you know what the scripture says and you understand it and you do it, you have the power necessary to make you have the power necessary to understand and now god say okay i can anoint that i can show you how this word works now because you're using my word you're using my principle i can back up my word i can't back up you trying to stay positive i can't back up you just trying to think good thoughts i can't back that up 
because that's not necessarily what my word is. My word doesn't say stay, just stay positive, you know, just create these fairy tale thoughts about everything's gonna be okay and all that. When I have a direct, specific word for your life, a direct, specific word for every situation, a direct, specific word that you can use in this situation to empower you to get through. That the Bible says also that, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That strengthen there actually means to empower with ability to give and share the ability. So Jesus literally wants to share his abilities with you and this is one of them this is something that you can share this is something that god wants to give to you so that you're able to overcome those thoughts to overcome those high things to overcome those attitudes to destroy those barriers that have been on top of you that have been putting themselves over your relationship with god like this is your opportunity to take control back of those wild thoughts in your mind but the only way it's possible is if your relationship with God is reliable. That's why when people try to think positive and try to think good things about God, but the thoughts still come and it's like the thoughts just overpower all that. And you end up depressed and sad. It's because you're not close enough to God. You don't know him enough for that relationship to overpower that thing that's coming against. So I would encourage you that you build your relationship with God today now that you know that I can use my relationship with God as a defense against barriers and attitudes that are coming against me and are coming against my relationship with God, like I can use I can use my relationship with God as a defense. My relationship with God is a weapon. My relationship with God deserves to be protected. It deserves to be built. It deserves to be strengthened every single day. And I also now know that I have the authority and the right to bring my thoughts into captivity and the right to make every single thought of mine submit to what Jesus is saying to me. You didn't know that you had authority over your mind, over your thoughts. You thought just because a thought comes to me, I have to think about it. But you don't. You don't have to think about it. You have a responsibility when thoughts come. And your responsibility when a thought comes to your mind is to bring that thing into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Make that thing submit to what God has said and to what Jesus has said. I don't care how little it is. Even if you have to literally speak it out loud, speak the thought out loud and tell it that it's going to listen to this. Find the scripture that comes against it. Find the word that comes against it. Ask God, what is he saying about that thing that you're thinking about? Stop letting thoughts dominate your mind. Stop letting these high things, these barriers and these attitudes just rule your life and stop imagining all of these things can be limited in effect and can literally even though they come will literally have no power over you will literally have nothing literally can't leech onto you literally can't take your joy anymore it won't take your peace anymore god is literally going to revolutionize your life because you're going to start growing closer to him and because you're starting to speak about him more and learn more about him and use your relationship with God, you're going to see so much value in how you think. You're going to see so much weight get lifted off of you. The glory of God is going to be evident in your life. And you're just going to have a brand new joy that you didn't know that you could have had before. Because now I am using my relationship with God to change my mind. <laughs> so please spend that time with God. Grow closer to him. Find a church to go to. Build your life around your relationship with God. Like Let your relationship with God be your focus. Growing closer to God. Empower you and empower your mind. And to let you know that you have the authority over every thought that tries to come. Every attitude that tries to rise up. And anything else that comes against you. Well, you guys, there you have it. I just wanted to share those things with you because I feel like both of those things are two separate episodes. But they really impact what I'm saying. They really 
back up what I'm saying about your thought process, what you know, what you're considering, what you're putting into making decisions. Because today I wanted that to be your focus, gathering data, how you interpret the data, how you use what you're learning and how you use your situations and how you use your relationship with God to interpret, perceive and now make informed, logical decisions that lead you closer to God rather than farther away. That lead you closer to God rather than depression. That lead you closer to life than suicide. That lead you closer to fixing and mending than breaking and destroying so i wanted to encourage you with that you guys i really hope you enjoyed today's episodes i did switch up the format a bit but i just wanted to make sure that you had everything that you needed to know how you use data effectively and how you can use your relationship with god and the knowledge that you now gained and that you are gaining in your relationship with god by doing the research and looking at how you've made decisions and how you can use that to help your thinking okay so let's have great thoughts this week you guys let's be empowered this week and let's be motivated to do the right thing at the right time in every situation all right i love y'all 